you not letting people in, you're also not letting you out. And in that situation, what I wanted more from more than anything was to to be able to trust and to be to find my people again because I'd I'd pushed everything away so much that I needed a, a not needed but but wanted to be I wanted to be my old self again. You are entering the Age Rebels Revolution. The intelligent podcast for over 40s wanting to live their best life and defy your numbers. We are your hosts, Summer Bentley and Isaac Xavier. Come on in. Leslie is the founder of Living Prana and a movement and mindfulness facilitator and retreat host. She's a glowing example of health and vitality. But it wasn't always that way. Leslie has recently shared her powerful story of living in a domestic violence shelter while she commenced her yoga journey by attending a style of yoga that was traditionally for young boys preparing for battle. Yoga became Leslie's lifeline. It gave her strength when she had none, clarity in a clouded and confused state, deep peace when she needed to feel safe and free. The practice positively snowballed into many other methods, all reclaiming who she was and relinquishing who she was not. Leslie now teaches others how to do the same and she is my personal yoga instructor, taking me through sessions to downgrade my nervous system and transport me into a moving meditation. And honestly, it is remarkable. It is so good I can't even find the right words to explain how it feels. So, Leslie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) I would put a word to it because I've had a session with Leslie and I'd call it magic. It is very magical. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start off with the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Hit me. What is it? What is it that magnetizes you to yoga when you're in such a confronting stage of life? So, I guess the first time that I experienced yoga which was actually by default I wasn't there to do yoga and but I was there and so I went with it and it was the the end piece that we call shavasana which is the relaxation and in that five minutes seven minutes whatever length it is the ability to just be at absolute peace I was so relaxed I was calm and it felt amazing and it was wasn't many few more times of being in yoga and experiencing that that I thought wow if everybody knew that you could feel like this everybody would be doing yoga and it soon became something that I really wanted to learn more of pass on and felt that that the absolute need to share that and was that you know contrast to I guess the turmoil that you were moving through in your outside of yoga life you know, part of the stimulus of falling so in love with it or did it feel natural for you? Well, it was, it came gradually. So I was still, I was still in that relationship when I was practicing yoga and what it allowed me to do was, well, it it gave me back a sense of who I was. I started to get, like, um, like we've already mentioned, that clarity, that peace of mind and also to start to piece things together differently. So in, it's a, you don't think it's happening, but when you're in the practice, you start to be able to see things differently and hear things differently. And we talk about Maya in yoga, and this is illusion. And so in the quiet 
places and in the in the poses and in the transitions of them, you start to be able, I was able to start to see the real from the non-real and the truth from the non-truth. And it started to give me back a sense of who I was and what the hell was actually going on and how, how did I get here? And so from there, I was able to start creating a shift and a change. Didn't go down well because I was, get, I was stepping back into my power. Mm-hmm. And from there, as, from step to step, I just wanted more of that. And uh, yeah, and, and then, so that was before the Ashtanga though. So that was before I started doing that piece. That was just, that was practicing vinyasa. And that was my first love and, and still a love and adore the vinyasa practice. What's so remarkable, Isaac, about what we've just heard from Leslie is the combination of words of gave me back my power, mm-hmm. yet clarity, calm, peace. So it almost seems like they don't belong together. But in actual fact, when you're hearing it the way that you're presenting it, mm-hmm. that peace allowing you to hear your own inner voice and mm-hmm. rediscover yourself gives you your power. Mm-hmm. That's so profound. Well, and there's also what do you define power to be? Yeah. Power isn't all grit and grunt and muscle and, and all that sort of thing. There's, a, there's such a power in presence, the power of surrender and not as in to give up. Absolutely diff- two different things mm-hmm. all together. And something that I talk a lot about in my practice and, and with other people guiding them is to have soft strength and strong softness. Mm, I love that. So you clearly went through some pretty nasty trauma. Mm-hmm. What is it about yoga? Because there are many different movement styles. You've got Tai Chi. You've got all these more soft, gentle, yin type mm-hmm. exercise modalities. What is it, not being a person who practices yoga, what is it about yoga? Because I've heard this a lot. Mm. Uh, well, it was, it, was, it was really, it was challenging. It was hard. Like at that time, I... I couldn't do a push-up and I remember doing my first from a push-up position halfway dip, which we call a chaturanga, and like I, I literally face-planted. And I'm like, how are these people around me doing it? They looked, wow. they looked not as fit as me. They were older than me. They were all these sorts of things. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? And look at the muscles on her now. Mm. Like you've got the arms that it's uh, so enviable. I always I love your arms. <laughs> They're not too big. They're not too big. <laughs> They're perfect. They were bigger when I used to um, pick pumpkins and throw them like footies. So I, I didn't want to. I don't want to get too buff. <laughs> so the the what I liked about the practice was that it was challenging and like especially with the balance. So when you're when you're balancing and when you're doing things that are coordinated and and you can't think about anything else. Well, you can, but you'll fall. Yeah, <laughs> or you'll face plant. You got to be focused. So you're you're harnessing and you're mm. focusing and you're and you're harnessing in your vision, your energy, and your inner zone. You're in a zone, and I, you know, it's like you're you're part of the flow. You're not separate anymore. As soon as you think you're separate from it, you lose it, and so it's becoming something bigger and almost more than who you are because we are so much more and we, it's removing that separateness. And so it was a, you find a belonging within yourself but also within the community that you're practising with and we call that your sangha, so your spiritual brothers and sisters. And mm. at the st- – almost pulled <laughs> 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 Wrecking the studio. Um, I'm getting animated with my hands. Because 
just how oh yeah that it, at the start I, I struggled with <laughs> with the yoga community because I wasn't used to used to being so accepted and the kindness and I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, you know when people say oh, hi, hi, um, hi, beautiful and. You know, hugs and all this, and I'm like, what? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't a hugger then. Like, just saw you mm. two, mm. big high fives and embraces, but I was like, yeah, no, don't touch me. I <laughs> used to be like that too. I thought hug, hugging was like, oh, what? Mm. What do you mean? Mm. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. See, I was a workshop junkie in the '90s, so I'm just like hug everything. You're, big. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hugging hippie. <laughs> People see me coming, go quick, cross the road. <laughs> he's going to hug he's me. He's going to hug me. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> and you couldn't be more different now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's so important to have people around you to support you, to believe in you, to lift you up, and. You know, that's what I'm that's what I'm all about, like helping each other and but you need to help yourself too. So that you it's all good and well for other people to be barracking for you, but what are you doing to support and back yourself? So part of that would be by the sound of that story is the willingness to accept kindness from others, especially because you went through such a traumatic, mm. violent experience where I grew up in that environment, so I know firsthand that that is very much a picking holes in your self-esteem mm-hmm. bit by bit, beating by beating until there's nothing left of you. So, and and as a witness of that, it the same thing occurs as the yeah. witness, yeah. as the, the well, You become that, suspicious and you, yes. becomes, you become unsure of other people's motives and, and, and how legit they are. So you're, you're a bit sharper on some things but it also dulls your experience with others because if you you not letting people in you're also not letting you out and in that situation what I wanted more from more than anything was to to be able to trust and to be to find my people again because I'd I'd pushed everything away so much that I needed a, a not needed but but wanted to be I wanted to be my old self again. Mm, and an even better version, I imagine. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> even more aligned, more wise, all mm. of those things, more aligned. Uh, I already said aligned, obviously aligned. So that obviously people, it would be easy for people to look at you, look at me, look at Isaac and say, oh, it's easy for you. I've heard mm. that yeah. more times than I can count yeah. because we make it look easy. You know, and they we, only see the end product They of see decades. the end product. And you, or, you wouldn't get it. Or that yes, or mm. they see a moment in time mm-hmm. where we're on a high or we're speaking confidently, but on the inside there have been times where I'm wanting to run away as fast mm. as I can mm-hmm. or I'm having a really low day feeling very self-conscious mm-hmm. based on my old wounds and old traumas. So I know a lot of people avoid showing up, exercising, going to find new communities and they're they're isolating themselves, mm. which is very mentally damaging. So given that you've, you've walked the path, mm-hmm. uh, you train hard outside of yoga as well, what would be your recommendation and practice of movement for the over 40s when they've been spent so long in isolation mm-hmm. or just buried in the family life? I think the first thing is to tap into what you actually enjoy and like. So yeah, you can you can hit the gym, but if you don't like that whole idea, then that's going to be pretty tough to walk through that door. So start with something that you do enjoy and a big thing that not just with exercise, but just with finding your joy is what did you, what was your joy when you were a child? What did you really love to do then? Start there. So if that was, you know, 
I was going to say, if that's climbing climbing cliffs, then do that. Maybe maybe don't go straight into that. I have was, a harness. <laughs> I, I, I was nicknamed Mountain Goat when I was younger, so I was just scaling the and cliffs. And I fell off a 10-metre one, so yeah, when yeah. I was 10, so yeah. <laughs> we bounce better when we're kids. <laughs> don't yeah, we? This is true. Uh, so, yeah, tap into what you really enjoy first, and then, and then, yeah, I think strength training is really important as we get older, and not thrashing yourself. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do burpees anymore. You know, I've done, did enough of them and, but I was still late to the whole gym scene too. Like I've, I've only not been in the gym long and I just think to the more we thrash ourselves around, include just, it's just on our joints. It's, it's not good on, and what that mental dialogue is when we're doing it. So if we're, if we're not just only thrashing the body, but thrashing the mind and, and, and thrashing what we think we should be, you know, it's not a good combo. So you want to be doing what you love, talking yourself up, you know, celebrating any of those little wins. And if, if that's even just, you know, the first time that you do go in the gym or you do do a walk down the beach or you, whatever it is, no matter how small it is, just really praise yourself up and give yourself a high five and, you know, love on yourself. That is so important because – on a neuroscience level, when you emotionalize something, mm. your memory center remembers it. It really, you really embed it. So yeah. yeah, if you're giving yourself a hard time, you remember it, but better off, like you said, talk yourself up, yeah. give yourself that praise. Yeah, the and credit. it's not some cheesy, you know, hey, I'm doing great, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, not but at it's all. really, it's genuine. Yeah. Power anthems. Yes. Give us an example. What's oh. one of yours? <laughs> oh, mine would be a bit random. That's okay. <laughs> Bring it on. I love random. <laughs> Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's keeping it to herself. (laughs) Now, one of the things that really fascinates me about you and why I'm so attracted to working with you is that you have this presence that to me feels like a very tribal indigenous wisdom that you carry. It just yeah, you it do. emanates. You. Yeah. yeah. And from the moment I met you, I felt that and I didn't know anything about you. So, since then, mm-hmm. you have actually sat with Indigenous women uh, out. I think was it in the Northern Territory in a W A N N T. Right. I would love to know what have been your greatest lessons from such wise women. If you're ready to age young, discover the truth about accessing the fountain of youth and claiming your best ever health. Jump into our free Facebook group where we share the best information, including behind the scenes of our podcast and coaching. Just search for the group Defy Your Numbers or email us at hi at agerebels.com and we will add you. The, the presence of slowing down and being still, deep listening to the land, and deep feeling, and just how much how much wisdom there is in the earth. Mm-hmm. We have so much to learn from the earth that we're on, and we we downplay it, and then we wonder why we feel disconnected from anything, from things, from nature. And it's like, well, but that's because we're living in boxes. You know, we we work in a box, go home to a box to watch something on the box, and then you wonder why you feel caged in into a life that you might want to expand upon. You know, nature is our greatest teacher. 
we're part of nature. We're not just, you know, we're one of those beings on this planet, you know, and yet we think that we're, we're better than the planet and the earth and the systems that have worked and, and there's, just, there's just so much that we can learn from the seasons even, you know. We're, they're constantly changing. We're constantly, if we allow it to, to change, yet we want to keep things fixed. It's not going to be fixed. You know, we, the only constant is change itself. So if we're going against that grain, then we're just doing ourselves a disservice, disservice. You know, we want the path of least resistance to go with the flow. Yeah, sure, be uh, directional and, and allow yourself to push your edges and your boundaries, but also to let it be fluid. I guess that's, that's part of the yoga practice too, of the, of the vinyasa. It, it's a flow. It's not stop-start. You know, it's a, a constant transition. It's not just about being in the pose, but how did you get there? And the pose is nothing but what's your composure getting into it Ooh, it's a, when you're word. in it and then getting out. Mm. And it's, it doesn't mean it's easy. No. Because, you know, the, the yoga that I have done has been, even in the stillness, has been mm. incredibly challenging. You're, well, that's some of the, some mm. people, that's the hardest bit. Some, yeah. For yeah. some people, the shavasana, the relaxation is the hardest bit because yeah. they got to just be there. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. And so the thoughts start flooding in. So it's not for everyone either. You know, some things are going to come up that you might not be ready to come up. For those that have the support and feel safe enough to, to be in those spaces, then it can be a, a beautiful experience it's along with the other practices that have come from all this. So are you able to share some of the specific wisdoms that you learned from these women? Because I, I know that just the small moments I've spent with First Nations people and listening to them and really wanting to know, so what? You mm. have this wisdom and it's just been almost erased and we're slowly bringing it back. Well, it's a, it's a sensitive subject. Yes. So it's, you know, we, when you're out on land and with, um, with First Nations, First Peoples, what it's, you know, the whole Vegas thing, what, hap- what happens on country stays on country. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, re- I really honour that. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a great privilege to be able to spend time with the elders and I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'm listening right now to what, what I can say and what I can't say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we've lost the art of slowing down in the West and to just be and being out there is, and there's just the, con- the connection piece to the land and to the women and to the sisterhood that came with that for me. Super, super powerful. I didn't realize that's why I was going there, but that is a huge piece of what took me there. But originally it was from studying yoga and, and going, to, going to temples and uh, pagodas across, across different places of the planet and going, oh, wow, it's so ancient and there's you know, so much knowledge here. And it's just like, dude, you live in Australia. <laughs> you know, there is so much richness there. Why don't you go and learn about that? Why don't you figure that out? Or not figure it out because it's nothing to figure out, but experience that. And so it was, that's what led me onto that path was like, okay, I came back and I was like, okay, I want to I go on a walkabout. How do I do that? You know, and I, so I was Googling and looking and that's what led me to go and do volunteer work with Kapalulangu. 
That was for four weeks in Balgo out in the WA desert. So that's what started and that's and it was from there at the end of that that I was invited to go to law camp. So that was my first women's law camp. And from there I've gone and done the cultural camps in Northern Territory. And it's it's not easy out there. It's 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 tough. It's hard. And it's also very, very beautiful, you know, and I and you know, life life is hard. Life is a struggle and it's also beautiful and to be able to have that polarity and respect for both is I guess why I keep going back on the camps and also why as a because I help crew for them and also why I love being out in in nature and and doing things that challenge me because yeah it's it's difficult but the reward at the end of it so at the end of a hard hike or whatever you're doing you're you're immersed in nature and also calling upon the power that is nature that is also our nature like we're not here to just be not playing it small so much but there's just so much out there and we we shrink not only our experiences down but who we are down we you know we we keep boxing in or or hiding or covering up or dimming down and it's just like no no and that that is something that I really wanted to to explore with you and Isaac has some some science around this as well but you're often showing images of yourself out in nature and you just glow mm. in those photos you are you've mastered the selfie you reckon <laughs> you oh really god have. I still tweak tweak my neck I think I'm like how do I hold it where am I looking oh no, god you, you've got the sort of light up a room yeah, you Smile. really do. But it's you can see that it's not mm. the makeup on, super so organized. Mm, mm, it's just I'm out in nature and I'm this so is my nature and this is natural. Yeah. So why in your view is nature such a powerful healer? I just feel so free. Free free out there and often it, I am on my own and I there's I can I can be whatever expression of myself I want. You know, and I think a big piece of that comes back from when I was young as well. I was always a little bit, bit wild, not not naughty wild, but just just wild. I wanted to be out. I wanted to be in, in climbing trees and and pushing the edge and being adventurous. And it gave, that's my spirit. And I, I love being out there and being a part of it. And used to talk to trees and now I tr- still talk to, tre- talk, <laughs> talk to trees and, and more listen, listening, listening, listening to the wind and just when you're not thinking about anything, you, you get clarity in what you didn't think you were thinking. Mm, and so it's like, so a mo- it's like a moving meditation for me out there. Like when I'm mm. on a hike on my own or even with friends and then I'll usually just – know <laughs> split off a little bit or if I'm with my good friends then we'll go okay like okay time out let's just be here and it's just it's just so beautiful so that's what you're talking about before when we're playing small and when you're out in nature you get a sense of expansiveness but a, a connection to everything that mm-hmm. is in your current environment absolutely and how much how it it it, it beckons me it, like yeah. I find it very hard when I'm hiking not to start running. <laughs> it's not I feel that. like that. It's not because I want to run and I have to go. I even like I'll have a little stumble and the trees will say, "Hey, woo, woo, woo," and I'm like, "No," and then I just want to rush with the wind and just because mm. I, I just I feel I feel a part of it. 
and it it I feel free, I feel alive, and it's just exhilarating. Yeah, I find it exhilarating as well. And mm-hmm. you've got yeah. the the virome, the mic the the microbiome of the plants, mm. and these things actually called phytonocytes that plants emit that give us that sense of euphoria, mm. decrease our blood pressure, mm-hmm. help us breathe more fully. So, yeah, it's not a wonder that we feel magical out in nature. Mm. And, there was a, and the other thing um, I wanted to ask you, because you have, um, there's a, a sense that you have a real respect for what is sacred. And that's what I, when the session that I came, like this real presence and respect in every way. So yes, for me, but also the sense of your own self-respect, the boundaries you have and what all of this is about. So where did that sacredness come from? Sacredness, Like with nature and with Mm. your time with the Indigenous women. I think, and and I'll never know because everything happened the way it happened and I'm totally grateful for all of it. Otherwise I wouldn't be here and be able to, I wouldn't even be on the path that I'm on. Mm. I think when shit happens that isn't so great, you have, and you come throughout the other side, your level of gratitude is just totally magnified and multiplied. And so it become life is so precious and we are so precious and you are both so precious, you know, and to be able to hold Firstly, your own self through that and then be able to hold other people. It's, it's a sacredness because we're spirit. Mm. Yeah. We are spirit and we are connected. There is this energy that is bigger than all of us and it, it's, it's why we can sense things. It's where we get that instinct from. It, where, it's where we get that, that vibe from, good, bad or indifferent. You know, and the more we tap into that, you know, our, our instinct is it's it flex that. Yeah. You know, talking about working out, the more you flex that, you know, it just becomes more and more strong and more powerful. And the more you you tap into your uniqueness and your awesomeness, and this isn't ego at all, and you honor other people for their their uniqueness and their awesomeness. You know, it, it just it just keeps rolling and it just allows other people to be their true self and to keep expressing themselves and to just be who we're meant to be. Well, not meant, not even meant, but be who we are mm. and to keep exploring who that person is and discovering and even more so rediscovering because we know who that person is. It's in there. She's in there. He's in there just waiting to be, to, to resurface. Mm. And the amount of information and data that's just getting thrown at us all day and, mm. you know, technology is here to stay. AI is going to take over so many different things. So there's no point fighting it. But from what I'm hearing from you, that that's, if that's a life that you're involved in, that's fine. I know with Tink and I, with our, all of our projects and things, it involves a lot of technology. But to be able to balance is very much about, I know for me, it's the beach and the ocean, mm-hmm. just getting in that, um, so important. What would you advise people, though, who are in urban environments and don't, you know, like they'd have to really drive out or 
what's your advice to them? Because you live near the beach. We all live yeah, near nature. It's blessed. easy for us, yeah. Try and get a ground floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get closer to ground level. So earthing and grounding is a, a really big thing and you don't have to be out on earth to do that. It does help. The higher up you are, the further away you are, therefore you're going to start to distort that connection with the, the earthing. So to, to earth within your own, your, like our body is the, our earth mm. as well. So um, can't see what I'm doing. So I've got ha- hands on my, my lower belly here and really starting the, the sacral center, which is, you know, our, our deepest sense of, that's our creative center. So if we're talking about mother nature, mother earth, and coming into our own nature center. So to do a lying down practice doesn't have to be on the, but even if you're in the city, you're still going to find somewhere grass. Yeah. You know, I was, I was in city a couple of years, Brisbane city a couple of years ago for a week long course. And I was like, oh God, this is going <laughs> to kill, yeah. this isn't going to be great. And so every time at lunch, I'd go outside to the little park, we're dead bang in the middle of the city and shoes off and just walking around on the grass yeah, and just tapping in, you know, and just... Uh, Literally, like the, you know, a tree tree root trees tap in to the water and to the earth and de- have their roots going down into earth and allowing us to do that too. The whether that's with your hands or with your feet or lying with your back on the ground and letting the earth hold you and to soften enough to actually let her because mm. someone will be lying there and still rigid, rigid as a board. It's like, okay, okay, just slowly start to relax, put your hands on your belly, allow just use your breath, slow it down. Let the breath be the breeze and breathe it in. Fill yourself up. Breathe it back out. Let your breath be the breeze. I love that. Yeah. So I would say that that very much aligns to Isaac's philosophy around the fountain of youth. You're incredibly youthful in your, your appearance and your energy. We're not that different in age. So would you say that you attribute outside of genetics Mm-hmm. That connection with nature to your youthfulness. Ooh, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. It certainly can't hurt, can it? You know, fresh air and 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 find. I, I come. I comes back to that joy piece, mm. that happiness, which you know is something you got to. You do need to work for as well. Like mm. I work with a lot of people, and so well, you know, what do you what do you do? What do you, what makes you happy? Blank faces. Some people mm. do not know what makes them happy. It's actually, for many, a very challenging question. That and what do you want? Mm. Well, the interesting thing, talking about nature, there's now, I know, read studies through South Korea and Singapore where doctors are now prescribing nature to people with certain, you know, anxiety, depression, Incredible. even... So cardiovascular disorders, things like that. Is they're actually saying, and they've got groups where they get taken out, and they will test them beforehand. And there's such a massive, massive change, mm. even in one week being out in nature. Mm. And where they come back and they see their their phone is almost like, oh, mm. I've got to keep that minimal because I was addicted to that, and I need to get away from that. Mm, absolutely. So, so, yeah, you go ahead. So, Leslie, you have recently launched the most beautiful brand called Living Prana. The colours, the geometry in your logo. 
I've got a few of those business cards in my car and I actually want to frame them. (laughs) They're so beautiful. (laughs) So can you tell us about your brand and what you offer Mm -hmm. for people and how they can connect with you? Cool. So the it's actually been, I've been working under Living Prana for several years and I've just finally separated my personal life, which is so wrapped into what my work life is. So Living Prana is all about, so Prana is our life force energy. We all have it. It's all around us, but are we actually living it? So rather than just existing, uh, how can we tap into our life force energy and use it in a way to live our best life. So, you know, our prana, so it's not just about amping the energy up, but how can we shift it, turn it down, relax it, calm, energize, all those sorts of things. And so through Living Prana, we offer workshops, sessions, retreats, facilitate at corporate events and functions, allowing people to learn different modalities to be able to move and shift their energy. So that's mindfulness practices, that's nature immersions, mindful movement and movement that is all based on stability and mobility for your body rather than just, I don't know, moving. I see people move themselves in ways that I don't think is great longevity. So I'm just like, what are you guys doing? You know, so doing things with a mindful approach that's going to allow people to be empowered in their their body, in their heart, in their spirit, in the sense of who they are, in their being and in their breath. So they can reconnect to their true nature yeah. as well. And I, I, don't, I feel I've worked in corporate in my life and I feel that if more people were connected to their own true nature and I, I find that underneath all of the ego and the fears that most people are kind, Mm. that they were brought back to that kindness and thoughtfulness, that it would be a much more creative, pleasant activity to be doing each day going to work surrounded by kind, pleasant people. It's really not that hard. And when your positivity is amped, your productivity is going to be amped as well. So in the workplace, the more that you can come together as a team and to, to, to lift each other up and inspire each other, then you're going to be in a happier workplace. You're going to get more shit done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, and it, it's just a, it just rolls on. But yeah. that's why they need someone like you because guarantee you so many businesses have no idea about mm. this at all mm. and not even about breath, yeah. mindful movement, all these sort of things and the massive benefits they'll get. Yeah. So they need to give you a call. So how I can do. they reach you? Where are you? So they can reach me on my Instagram or our Instagram, so Living Prana Instagram, so that's underscore, underscore, Living Prana, underscore, underscore, and you can shoot me a message on there or oh, I'm banging things again. <laughs> uh, Web page is up, landing page just at the moment, it's the same thing, livingprana.com.au, and yeah. Send me an email, already out there doing things in community, building people up, positivity, joy, happiness, freedom, tapping into that, that wild free nature. Amazing, Beautiful. Isaac. I think I want more of that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank, Thank, you. Safe, Thank you so welcome, much, Leslie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for bringing the magic. Yeah. Thanks for joining this podcast. Want to take the conversation further and learn more about how to live an energised, pain-free life as you age? 
jump into our free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash defy your numbers. If you have any questions or ideas for topics, shoot us an email at hi at agerebels.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Age Rebels Revolution. Revolution.